Ich heiße Johann. Und ich bin Rob. Und, Und zusammen, zusammen sind, sind wir Antikdas. Hi, I'm Jonathan. Hi, I'm Rob. And together we are Antikdas. Um, yeah. The reason for that little intro is we're following the delicious and delightful Deutschland 83. Oh my god! So, oh, so yes, I remember when this we say we in the UK. Um, uh, there's a TV channel called uh, Channel Four, and Channel Four very very spectacularly gave the reins to international dramas to uh, a segment called Walter Presents. Now, Deutschland '83 was one of the first offerings um, from Walter Presents. Uh, from Germany. Mm -hmm. um, we've had lots of the Scandinavian, sort of Killing, Borgen and, and the like, but um, the, the Walter is sort of a curator of all this absolutely cracking storyline series internationally. Um, because we get a bit lazy because we're watching we do. We do. sort of the American pap that comes out. Which we enjoy. We do actually quite enjoy We do that. enjoy American <laughs> But... Deutschland 83, oh, it takes it to a different level. Well, it does. Yes. It does. It's sparkling. It is. It and it's sparkles. Very, it's super filmic. It's very, very stylish. Um, so, do you want to tell us what IMDb says about uh, Deutschland 83, episode one? Yes, Jonathan. <laughs> IMDb says, Martin Rauch leaves his home in East Germany to spy for the Hafau-R, the East German Foreign Intelligence Service undercover in the West German Army as Moritz Stamm. The Hafauer is concerned by Reagan's evil empire rhetoric and military plans in West Germany. When an opportunity for one of the Rasset presents itself, high up in the Bundeswehr, they quickly need someone very young. So Lenora Rauch sends her nephew Martin to West Germany against his will. In Bonn, en route, he receives intensive training from field operative Tobias Tischbier and arrives at the army base in the Eiffel under a new identity, Officer Maurice Stamm. His job is to collect intelligence on NATO plans to station Pershing II nuclear missiles in West Germany as aid to a General Adel. Also in the process, to befriend Adel's rebellious children, the angry Alex and the beautiful Yvonne. Yes. So, um, it's set in 1983. It's the Berlin Wall is still up. And, Very much so. Um, it's a where it was really quite interesting because Rob and I used to live in Berlin. And so we lived so in a quite sort of avant-garde apartment. Avant-garde. Uh, that's, one, that's one way to put yeah, it. Yeah, where we, we, share, we shared a, a, a massive big sort of loft apartment with an electronic composer called Jose, and uh, there was an art curator called Claudia that wanted to be artistic, but really yeah, could But she was more of an administrator. She was more, she was really good at administrating. But yeah, she could of, fill out forms. Yeah, she was called Claudia. Well, she is called oh, Claudia, but... Uh, uh, Claudia. Uh, Claudia. Claudia. And, so, and I pointed out everywhere she went, a cloud followed. Um, and then there How was, cruel. <laughs> I know, but it was very true. And everyone's you're, like... You're like when the mean girls. <laughs> but everyone suddenly realised, and, and oh my God, yes, you're so right. And there was a lovely 
lady, I can't remember her name, but she was a historian. But Anna. Anna. Uh, she was a historian, or is a historian, and she was from the East. And her parents um, were obviously from the East. So she's... She, so she grew up. She, she grew up. In East Berlin. As, in sort of young childhood, etc. And it was fascinating because, say, the, the whole Stasi and the sort of intrigue, everyone was backstabbing each other. And that's the thing about this Deutschland 83 is that it's so twisty-turny and it's very tense, but it's so accessible and it feels fresh. It definitely feels feels fresh. You mentioned earlier about the filmic quality mm. of it and it's, it definitely has a, 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 br- a brightness and a colour to it when you move from east to... Yeah, east to west, and the the whole the whole the whole vision of it. I mean, even in, in the east side, they were quite they were stylish. Well, the, you, t- say, you, ut- say, in, you say stylish in a utilitarian sort yeah. of way. Well, and that's only because the whole kind of mid-century modern style has become um, trendy. I don't think it was particularly stylish at the time. Oh, it was utilitarian, and but everything had its place. And and had a purpose, and uh, and I really really like that. Uh, we're introduced to the character Martin, um, and he seems like a very sort of it, 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 so as a as a as a lead. He's not he's good looking, but not like that generic good looking. He's like the boy next door sort of routine. He doesn't have that 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 rippling sort of physique, six, six pack, and that instant sort of. Sort of like yeah. film. I think he's, you would say he's accessible. He's I accessible. Suppose. He looks normal and yeah. looks very. They all straight. look. They all look normal. Yeah, they all look normal except Lenora. Except Lenora. Lenora, who oh, I Lenora. love. I think she is the most delicious thing. Played marvelously by Maria Schrader. Oh my god, she she is. Think Joan Collins, but in a chain smoking Joan a, Collins. A chain smoking Joan Collins. Um, with a but, tight perm, with, 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 but she she just she's very handsome. She's not she's not pretty pretty. She's not wearing sort of off the shoulder frocks or anything like that. She's super tailored, very very direct, and you just, you know instantly from meeting her you can't trust her. Yeah, so but you'd want to be in her yeah. orbit. <laughs> so she's Martin's aunt, aunt. and she is a, a senior operative. Uh, with the the half hour, which is a a, a, a Stasi agency that um, for intelligence, intelligence, foreign intelligence agency. Um, so she she whips backwards and forwards from the east and the west, sort of as, in, in in some form or whatever. So a family know that she goes back to the west and she's sort of like bringing back Nescafe coffee and little trinkety things. So she's utilizing the consumer consumerism and capitalism. Um, to her advantage and in fairness she does she, she fits the bill completely as what I would imagine as sort of uh, sort of a twisty turny spy person yeah I mean she is she does present that very polished um, unflappable Sexual. in charge um, uh, and you, you, when she walks into a room she's like it's that sexual energy where you, you you can't not look at her because she's just she's got that magnetism. Yeah, she's very watchable. She's very very watchable, and 
I think that the reason why they're trying to get sort of a, an undercover agent over into the West because they're, they're, they've got this key person, this colonel chap um, over in the West and they need someone of a certain age to be accessible to the kids and also to be uh, sort of a secretary or personal assistant. Yeah, to so he's, he's actually, um, he, is, he is a replacement for the person who should be in that role, who gets dispatched yeah. quite quite mercilessly yeah. on, a, on a train. So uh, the, the opportunity presents itself and they need someone of that, uh, of that age. That age and aesthetic. Um, because I mean, the, in fairness, the one that Martin, the person that Martin's taken over, um, that the aesthetic, they do look. They quite, do look very similar. They do look, so as in saying, build, mousy hair, that sort of thing. And there was a really nice scene because there's a character that's not actually introduced as a name or anything like that in in this very first episode called Nina, um, and she just epitomised 1980s. Uh, yeah, so, so why are you telling us about Nina? Because Nina is like a, a, a an young, assassin. She's, an, she's assassin. an assassin. She's an assassin, but she's got that same charisma as uh, Lenora. Yeah, and uh, she she is the assassin that dispatches um, the the real Maurice Stamm yes. as he's on the train to his posting. Yes. So uh, Martin is. Uh, is is basically sort of hoodwinked into going because the person well, he's drugged. He's drugged. <laughs> he's drugged. Or, or he's, he's, he's interviewed. Uh, Lenora comes with a senior guy, Walter uh, Schweppenstetter. <laughs> Don't say that when you had a couple of gin and tonics. <laughs> so, uh, is, is introduced and a sort of a nerdy guy. Um, who becomes quite a, a, an interesting character throughout because this is a. This is a three-part. It's a trilogy. Th- a three tri- it's a trilogy, it's a trilogy. series. So you've got Deutschland eighty-three, Deutschland eighty-six, and Deutschland yeah. eighty-nine. So Fritz Hartmann is um, a recurring character yeah. in all three series, and, it, 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 and in the <laughs> final series, he becomes quite a comedic, but with a with a with a with sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not there yet. No, so we don't want to spoil that because we are going to be following all three series. Oh yes, um, yes, because oh, it's yes. absolutely amazing. So, um, Port Martin, it, it, so the person he's taken over has to play the piano, speaks Russian, English, and German, obviously, um, and be interested in football, and be interested in football, and he does show sort of integrity and shows that he does know a little bit about football, but he can't play the piano. So, he's, so, he, so Walter, Walter. Breaks his fingers. So, so he's had an excuse. So he has an excuse not to play the piano. Yeah. But he said, I haven't broken it. I've just sprained it. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, he's, he's given some coffee and then suddenly he wakes up yeah. in bomb. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the, the irony of that is that uh, the actor Jonas Nye, who plays Martin Reich, can play the piano. Yeah, but they only found that out afterwards. Uh, because they, in, the se- in the second series, there was, a, there was a bit of piano playing. There certainly is. In that one. So... Um, so he's he's shipped out to 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 Bonn, where he's with Professor is it Professor Tobias Tobias Tischbier T- Tobias Tischbier who is lovely as well he's a he's got a real look about him he's this guy ooh la la oh, oh. steady on <laughs> but no but the thing is that the the, the bad guy they're supposedly the bad guys but then I think everyone is just looks equally as confused as the next one yes um, I don't think there are any any particular 
good guys in in this. No, um, but it he he then trains um, sort of Martin. Yeah. So Mar- pr- prior to this, Martin has been a, a border guard. Yeah, um, we're introduced with Martin where they're sort of they're, they're confiscating works of Shakespeare that's been shipped in from the West at a cheaper price. Um, and then he gives he, he gives a copy. So so he's he's interrogating two West German students who've come who've crossed into East Germany to buy to buy books because they're cheaper in the East than they are in the West. So they bought these books and they were caught trying to get them back no, into, I, I didn't in, get that. into I, the West. I I got that they bought the books from the West to sell to the East because they were it was cheaper to do that that's what i got but maybe i got confused maybe um so he so uh, martin gives this whole east it's a how the, the east, the is, east better is, than the is, is better than blah 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 um, a big lecture about greed greed and consumerism and capitalism and the evil of capitalism <laughs> and, he, and then, he does eventually let them go but doesn't allow them to take the shakespeare back with them but he does allow them to take the marks the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, he can't keep a straight face. Um, so <laughs> after after they've gone, there's a, yeah, a bit yeah, of a laugh. They so, laugh. so it it just basically shows an element to his character. <laughs> he doesn't actually believe <laughs> the, the, the the whole vitriol of of the the East and everything. Although it's in fairness, the life they had that he has seems okay. But he gets introduced to his mother, um, who looks like she's a school teacher, um, and she's given a, a copy of the Shakespeare. And it turns out that the mother's waiting a a kidney transplant, or a yeah, she 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 needs a kidney transplant. But unfortunately, she's at this point rather unlikely because to, it's to only get one. Special people that can yes. get this kidney transplant, which is used as ammunition because the mother is really upset with Lenora because um, it's her only son and uh, Lenora said well if he does this I can get you on the list for a kidney transplant so so a bit of an emotional tag with her but also gives an emotional tag with Martin saying look we can get the, uh, the, the stuff so you've got that emotional barrier but also Martin's got his girlfriend Annette um, and who uh, is his sweetheart looks like childhood sweetheart yeah I think so and uh, so once he's been shipped over to the west, um, she can't get hold of him, which is very. Well, she doesn't unlikely. know where. No one. No, in fact, no one knows where about, where, where where he, he is, is, apart from his handlers. Yeah. <laughs> so she's getting a bit upset, and he's getting a little bit upset because his his whole thing was keeping communication. He's deeply besotted with Annette, and they've got a really good relationship, and blah 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 blah. And he doesn't want to be in the west. No. But he wants to be back home when he comes comes out of his uh, his drug induced sleep and goes down as told to get changed and and blah 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 and he's given a nice pair of sneakers and some, a puma a puma sort of top mm-hmm. and he tries to make a run for it and, and, and sort of runs out and walks into a supermarket and yeah. he, and is mesmerized mesmerized with all by... of the color and the choice yes. and everything and then. He goes back, and there's a really sweet speech because his handler, Tobias, um, 
sort of gives them a burger. Yeah, so they have a burger and they sit on a bench and they're looking at it and say, look, in the West, no one takes any attention of you. And that's the secret. Or yeah, that's the freedom. That's of, the freedom. The freedom of the no West. No one pays it? attention. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Which I thought, that, 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 in fairness, it's a good quote. That is really, really true and it's very true to if you think about now and so that was set i mean that i know this was it's this was filmed within the last few years but but 83 so you were forgettable there was no way of putting your mark on and this is why i think the whole social media explosion everyone everyone is like obsessed look at me look at me look at, look me, at, look at me. me oh my god no don't look at me oh this really bad things happened to me no 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 one do anything and it's very true people are just looking for attention i mean hey we're doing a podcast yeah for attention listen to us listen to us listen to us don't look, look at us but listen to <laughs> listen us, to us. <laughs> don't look nothing to see here <laughs> just listen um, so i thought that was, that was really that had a lot of pathos i mean the description of this is amazing it's very well written it's very, very it's well written. I'd say it's stylishly shot, and so so it it it's, it really puts both sides as shown that nobody's right or nobody's wrong. So you've got one. So you've got the east sort of trying to maintain sort of some sort of clarity and order and structure, and the west getting threatened by the structure and order of one side. And then, sort of, they're, they're, they're miscommunicating with all the communication they've got. They're not communicating no. with each other. No, and they're scared of each other. And I think to, to today, it's it's quite easy. You know, obviously, people who weren't around then don't know about it. Even those who were kind of around then, um, we we forget just the climate of fear and paranoia that that existed back then. When actually nuclear armageddon uh, no one's a winner well it felt like it was a real possibility and and growing up then it did feel yeah that, that it was it could actually happen when nowadays we're we're preoccupied by different forms of de- destruction but um but yeah so so this the 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 climate of the of the times it's very, very different to 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 now, and we'll definitely, you know, as we'll as we'll discover, and as the story progresses, uh, leads to some very difficult situations. Yeah, and uh, when we lived in 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 Berlin, uh, we did so we did sort of the standard touristy bits and pieces, and the there's such a fascinating history with the east and the west we went to the ddr museum but in the west they built this nuclear bunker just in case there was there was a nuclear war but it was in the basement which could house two thousand people mm. a uh, tiny tiny fraction of the, of the population of the so west Berlin population so two thousand people could be housed in this However, they didn't think because they, they thought it was built, that the, the vents were going up this building. It's a shopping centre. So it, it was a shopping centre. And everyone could go because could evacuate there. But And the air vents were way above. And they thought it was because it would be above where the nuclear bits would be. But they didn't really think that if a nuclear bomb goes off, the building won't be standing. Yeah, so there the won't, be a new, won't be a vent there. Yeah, the building would collapse. But I think that's more that, that was more symbolic than actual... Practical. Pra- practical. <laughs> but I mean, that was fascinating when we walked through that because they've got the museum there, the history of Berlin, which is just phenomenal. But I love the DDR museum 
which is only a small museum, and it showed how people lived and the sort of they have they had mock-ups. Yeah. Of, of, and of the, there weren't very many stylish mid-century modern accoutrements. But it was. It was. But they, they were very. It was. It, it, the very brutalist, but they were very practical, and they were kind of mid-century, sort of as well, in the aesthetic. Well, okay. it was. No, okay. it was. I mean, All right. I, and I, I really thought they had these really cute little egg cups. Yeah. <laughs> they were really lovely. I love the egg cups. Yeah, we went, went to the DDR museum, and Jonathan loved the egg cups. Yeah, that, that's what he put in TripAdvisor. <laughs> loved it. Well done. So, so anyway, Martin goes over there. He's trained the ways of being a spy. So we have a spy montage. It's yes. like it's he's trained in spycraft. Spycraft. So he's, he's shown how to pass things pass oranges from person to person person without people realizing they've been passed and how to pick a lock and how to take photographs and sort of mini film micro film sort of photographs so i I always like it's it's like with a zombie film or an apocalypse film you like a we like a montage we we like a shopping montage but this was a spy montage which was very very good and it was really really stylish and they were doing the comparison of well you don't say this you say this so like with regards to it's like yeah ordering so it's, a, a, a it's like going to lancashire and if you say i want a chip bap and they say what's a chip bap it's a chip balm and to me it would be a a, a bread roll with chips in um so it's just like the the, 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 dif- the difference and what have you a brioche bun <laughs> like a brioche bun with, with my chips on please with pom pom frites pom frites s'il vous plaît thank you so wow wow <laughs> so um, but we have the shopping have, have have the spy montage and then he's uh packed off to go and meet this colonel and he seems really the colonel seems really nice and then we meet his son well, he's a bit preoccupied he's a bit preoccupied well, he's kind of busy for fending off the, the the east at every turn yeah and you just think uh, and and he does show some humanity and so he's equally worried because you have sort of the speech that reagan giving about sort of being scared of the uh, say, of, of having to sort of be powerful against the East and that sort of thing. The evil empire the evil, speech. Yeah, and which is from C.S. Lewis, I think, isn't it? Um, you know, part part of the speech when he talks about how the decisions aren't. C.S. Lewis in the nineteen forties uh, wrote wrote really about labor camps and and concentration camps and just said that they are the end result of decisions that are are, are made by quietly spoken men and starched white shirt sitting in offices um yeah so that that, that so, so reagan's speechwriter borrowed c.s lewis for his evil empire speech uh, yeah and it's it, it i mean it, it does it feels bonkers that they had they had a at the, in the in the 80s ronald reagan uh, an actor that was well known for his films with a chimp was pri- was the president and then but then again we've had a reality showman, uh, a snake old man in America, <laughs> Trump be president, so anything can happen. But anything it, can happen. But it, it is, it's even mentioned and say, well, they've got an actor that's making decisions 3,000 miles away that's going to affect us, and I'm in the eye of the storm. And that's what the colonel says, and he's yeah. in the West. And uh, that he said that to, uh, to Martin. And I think even Martin was like quite taken aback that <laughs> It wasn't that whole solid us against them. It was just like, well, they're 
<laughs> that's freaking scary. Yeah. So Martin takes all these photographs. Yeah. Um, so so the, the 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 base plays host to a German no sorry a, a an American general um, who who's carrying a briefcase that's got lots of secrets in them and and quite a quite a tense scene. Mm. Um, Martin manages to break into the office and photograph the, yeah. he's, the he's documents. Been, he's, he's been taught the ways of uh, um, um, sort of lock picking, sort of, uh, lock picking, and he can't can't pick uh, unpick this lock. And then he thinks because he's got this secretary, he shares the uh, room with, and she's she's a bit of a a dour sort of uh, lady who is, doesn't say much and is very it's very stern, very stern. Frow. Um, so he thinks, oh, right, she's probably got the keys. So then he managed to get into it, her, her sort of a desk lock, gets the keys, unlocks it. It's a really tense scene, and it just mm. feels... The way it's shot, because he's just to the, to the right of the shot, and you've got the windows to the to, further to the right, and then you've got the big door. Uh, and the way it's shot, there was no... There's no, like, sort of tense music or anything along those lines. But you just feel such anxiety with that one scene, and they just block that scene out so well. So anyway, it takes a few photos, and it's got like missiles and everything. It turns out those missiles are from the east. <laughs> so it's the it's the it's the, it's all. So he gets these photos given back. It's it's not the west is nuclear wars. It's the bloody east's missiles and stuff in there. So it's like mm, okay. Um, so uh, I thought that was really interesting, and that going back on building up the tension with the you know, say, they, they really get the the feel of the times with the music, the yes. soundtrack, the, the soundtrack, soundtrack in yeah. this. Yeah, they 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 spent a bit of money on their on their music licensing, I think. They did. I mean, because they say the opening credits for Deutschland is is that Major Tom um, uh, with Peter Schilling, um, and. But they've upped it. They've upped the ante a little bit behind it, haven't they? So it's like really, it's a really, really pumping. But then you've got lots of Western music. So you say so when he's in the supermarket, you've got sweet dreams that are made for these, and it's about about being torn by different people, as in the lyrics. And he's been, and it's so well. Everybody's looking for something. Yes, and uh, that's basically Martin's life now yeah Everybody, everybody's told. looking just for this something. one time as lenora says and some of them want to use you and some of them want to abuse you yeah uh there, obviously we had 99 luft balloons luft balloons by nina by nina and then we said i'm not in love by the well-known south uh, stockport band 10 cc and also blue monday by, by new, new order. order so it was just there was such Cap- capturing the sound of the of of, of the period. early eighties, definitely. And it the 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 whole aesthetic, the whole visual soundscape of this, just brilliant. Um, so the story goes. I mean, Martin is is fumbling his way through this. He's yeah. he's a spy that's been trained. He's an un- unwilling it, unwilling spy who wants to go home. And he wants to get the job done. He yeah. thinks this and he thinks is... he's had the he's got the job done, but then he discovers that actually no, he has to stay and do more. Yeah, and of course he nearly gets caught at the barbecue because he tries to make a phone call back to Annette. Well, he succeeds in making a phone call back to Annette, 
um, uh, and th- from the from the general's, <laughs> the general's home, which is like, why would you do that? So surely you think that you would realise that the, that house is bugged. Everything is monitored coming in and out of that house. Yeah. Why on earth would you do that? But I think he needed to do that because he had an opportunity to have a phone, and he's trying to make a phone from the army base as well. Yep, on the payphone. On the payphone, you think, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> really what are you doing yeah um, but he's overheard on the phone by the general's wife's sister yeah who's a bit of a his, his, his reputation and the few looks that she's got she's a bit of a lush yeah um so he goes to his to one of his his co- hand his handler who is also on the same army base um and it's also we should say that this is this is all taking place at a barbecue at the general's uh, home. The home is super, super stylish. Very mid-century modern. It's very, it's very stylish house. And they've got big bifold doors open onto this gorgeous. Who living knew you room. had bifold doors in the early eighties? I know. And oh, it just—it's stunning. And in fairness, that barbecue looked really good fun. I'd love to go to a barbecue like that. And I hate barbecues. Well, there's pl- there's plenty of uh, worst. Uh, yeah, they had lots of people sort of uh, sort of charming down on some sausages with mustard. Yes. Delicious, actually. I do nice. like a German sausage. Well, um, that's another story. They're mm, good. Uh, but so he, he sort of, he, he fumbles so that his, his handle is equally as inept as, as, as Martin. Well, um, he hadn't been trained in passing tennis balls from... From one person to another, <laughs> and uh, they so passes it, and then he has to drop his fork to pick it up, which has got the, the microfiche um, thing on it, and then he has to go and say, "Look, I think I've been rumbled," and then he gives him some some sort of poison, which obviously you carry, you you, you carry poison vial. vials of poison. If you're a spy, you're never without your little vial of poison. Yeah, I, and he pops it into. Um, I'd say, fortunately, the daughter of the colonel is uh, is doing a, an impromptu concert because she's a, a singer. Um, and the, the sister sister who's overheard us is trying to raise concern, but is shushed down by her. Because she's interrupting the, the music. The music. Um, but so Martin manages to, to, to squeeze some of this liquid into her drink. Which makes her go more than a little bit drunk. Yes, and and so we leave the episode with her, with her being taken off somewhere, where sort of he's being told that he has to kill her. Yes, but we don't, we don't see, we haven't seen, we haven't seen anything. any of that, or she has to be dispatched. But then when they put in the put in the car, I said, well, she'll forget, she won't remember any of this tomorrow. So. Um, so they might be getting away with it, but I can't remember how that pans out. We'll find out when we watch um, episode, episode two. two. Oh my gosh! Um, so Martin is uh, is really getting in deep. Lenora tells him, "No, you're not done yet. So we can't go home. So he has to keep going." And and you just think, God, that must be such a situation. But it's so watchable. Very watchable. And I just absolutely adore it. And say so well done for Walter Presents uh, for, for for bringing it to sort of swiping it in front of us. Or should we say Walter Presents? Walter, Walter, Walter Presents. Because uh, there are so many gorgeous offerings. Because it doesn't follow it. it, it, it I mean, they're, they're entwining a fictional event through actually a, 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 an actual event. Yes. So so the background, you know, as as the story unfolds through the series, it's. The, the backdrop is a real set of 
events that nearly brought the world to nuclear conflict. Yeah. But we're seeing it through a, a, a quite a specific lens of some fictional characters. But also, also they're, they're, they're pushing it because there was three big events in 83, 86 and 89. And Martin seems to be uh, at the catalyst for uh, all of them. For all of them, which I think is just an amazing thing to do. Um, so before we, we, we clock out of the, this podcast, we have to make a mention of um, the actors. that Because Martin has been brought in so he can befriend the uh, son, who's Alex. Um, now, Alex apparently is a bit of a renegade. We haven't seen much of the renegade. We've just seen him a few offhand comments. Yes. And also... So, so Alex is uh, the, the general's son. The general's son. The general and son. he's also... A, he's a soldier as well, so he's he's serving. But actually, he's he's Martin's uh, bunk mate. Yes. So, and um, we, we're also introduced to Yvonne. Now, Yvonne's a little bit of a rebel. So, um, so basically they're sort of he's been done to befriend the kids because he's of the right age and, it, and in fairness Yvonne has had um, has shown a little bit of, um, of interest his direction and there's a little bit of a similarity between the aesthetic of Yvonne and Annette yes there is but Annette is a little bit whiny <sighs> well I would say I mean sorry uh, she, she's a bit she's a bit needy but maybe well, if, if, well if, sorry but but if, if if your boyfriend suddenly vanishes <laughs> and you've no idea where he is and and no one is telling you anything then you might get a little bit uh whiny yeah so i've got to apologize i've been calling the uh the general edel uh, colonel, he's a he's a general. He's a general. He's a general. So, is a colonel a lower rank? Yes. Oh dear. So I do apologise. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure a, a fictional character will forgive you for a, so yeah so a characteristic but, slip. So the casting, I think, is really good because everyone has got it is really quite interesting looking. Um, I mean, the, the the ones which are the most that the most striking is obviously Maria Schrader, Lenora, um, because she is just. Yes, we know. You'll, you'll you'll hear a lot of yes. this. Jonathan is 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 totally in love yes. with Maria Schrader. I, th- I just think she's just 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 a, such a delicious character. Um, um, but we also have a bit more twisty turny family thing. Oh, there's lots of family lots intrigue. Of family intrigue. intrigue to come. And it's not the general adults one. Although they're quite. Though there is a fair. There, there's, there's, a fair a, there's a fair amount of that yeah. one because I think we've got. There's a lot of family drama, but we won't go into that because no. we won't spoil it for Let's future episodes. So if anyone wants to watch the series, you obviously can buy the DVDs because the box set's out there and it's been released and it's quite delicious uh, and delightful. But you can watch it for free on Volta Presents. So if you click onto Channel Four on the download and go to the the, the Walter Presents section and Deutschland eighty three, eighty six, and eighty nine, there. Yeah. So you can always watch along. Yeah. On so there. Jonathan's talking about the the all four uh, streaming service. Yes. So uh, so it's free to it's free. To and stream. if you're not in the UK, then I'm sure it's available on a streaming service. Well, you can buy the DVDs you, like we have. Or you can buy the DVD. Yes. So it's it, well worth it. So it is absolutely amazing, and I ha- can't 
say how much you need to watch this series because it is brilliant. So, out of five, as an opening gambit of a five, 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 fünf, fünf. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's not the strongest episode in the lot, but it's a, it, it kicks off with a big bang, and I think the soundtrack hooks you in, um, and it's quite easy-ish to follow um and we watched it with subtitles i think there is a dubbed version around as yeah, well yeah but we don't watch dubbed versions no, which, oh yeah because yeah because we want to practice our german yeah yeah it's, it's a good yeah yes an amazing Blox. german yes um I, I did try to the rosetta stone to learn german and so yeah that yeah, didn't that, that didn't that, go well that, did it? that didn't go well my computer couldn't understand my my accent <laughs> And obviously that, good. that <laughs> obviously that was the computer's fault. Yeah, naturally. Since Jonathan's German accent is it's impeccable. <laughs> so, yeah. but classic anyway. Hochdeutsch. <laughs> if those that don't know what Hochdeutsch is, it's um, the it's received pronunciation of German, uh, which is mainly in the Hanover region. Uh, many many years ago. I had this ambition that I would uh, take a year off and go to uh, a German language school and to become fluent at German. But obviously, you couldn't you couldn't learn with any rough Berlin accents or anything like that. It well, had to be the the Berlin. There's, the Berlin schools were cheaper, um, but the moment I realised there's Huit Dutch, uh, uh, I I didn't want a, a sort of a, an East Ender or some sort of rough, roughy, tufty accent. I wanted that one. So you didn't want to learn German from the Mitchell brothers. No, and so I, so I had everything lined up uh, to, to 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 go and teach it, to go and learn in Hanover. And uh, one thing led to another, and I met Rob, and didn't go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think those those things were actually that connected. Well, no, I. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't meet because you'd booked to go. I, mean, I hadn't booked it. You were planning it, to go to Hanover. I had it all planned that that's what I was going to do. And then one thing led to another and it didn't happen. I'm glad it didn't. Oh. So, yeah. oh. so. so we ended up in, in Berlin and came back speaking less German than we, yes, when we went out there. Because we, we discovered the beer and the, the schnitzel. Yeah. Snitchel and sausages. Snitchel. Snitchel. Yeah, snitchel. Oh, that, they should have called it. Snitchel. Snitchel. <laughs> But no, the German food and German hospitality and the sort of the taverns, taverns and all that sort of thing. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. Uh, and just Terrific pizza. Oh, <laughs> they do do a really nice pizza. Very nice pizza. Um, but also they've got this lovely dessert called Kaiserschmarrn. Kaiserschmarrn. <gasps> I'll let you, I'll let, I'll let our listeners... Google, Google Kaiserschmarrn. Yeah, if you can spell it. If you can spell it. <laughs> anyway... So that's enough from us wittering on today. Um, more episodes are to follow. Um, so there are, I think there's eight episodes. There's in each eight episodes. So there's certainly eight episodes in this series. I think. Oh. I don't know how many oh. are in subsequent series. But so. anyway, we're going to do an episode, a podcast for each episode. So it should be absolutely delightful. So, dear listeners, have a look if you want to inbox us um, or we're on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dusk. Um, we would love to hear what you thought about Deutschland. 83 and if you know of any other foreign language tv series 
that you would like us to dip into. Nothing too dreary, though. No, we don't want anything dreary. No, so has, be warned. It, it, ha- be warned. it has, to, has to be sparky. It has to spark. Um, and not soapy sort of thing. Because we've got enough... Oh, we don't mind soap. We, yeah, well, we've got, we, we do our lovely Howard's way. Is that, oh, is that sufficiently way. soapy? That's, that's sufficiently soapy. Um, but you have got some delicious carrots in there. Um, so... Yes, so that's me, Jonathan, signing off. Auf Wiedersehen. And this is Rob saying goodbye. Tschüss. Tschüss.